This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The following program is brought to you in living color. Hi, I'm Tony Figueroa, the child of television, and this is another edition of This Week in TV History. You can read my blog, childoftelevision.blogspot.com. You can hear me on TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television. Our host is Ed Robertson, and he often has me and my wife, Donna Allen Figueroa, to talk about everything from TV history to uh, interviewing people who have brought us our favorite TV shows over the years, both in front of the camera and behind the scenes. I want to talk about this show. Actually, I should set the moment. This was the story of two sisters, Jessica Tate and Mary Campbell. These were the Tates, and these were the Campbells. And the show was Soap. April 20th, 1981, the last episode of Soap aired. Yes, I know. Shows come, shows go. But this show aired not with a finale, but with a cliffhanger with the intention of the show coming back for another season. Creator Susan Harris said if she knew it was going to be the last episode, it wouldn't have ended the way it did. Now, I'm big on not giving away spoilers when I talk about classic TV shows. I would hope you know the shows that I'm talking about, but on the off chance I introduce you to something that you weren't familiar with, I don't want to give too much away. I'm going to have to break that rule this time around. So you have these wonderful characters that are from two families, the Tates and the Campbells. They're connected by Jessica and Mary. Everything was going crazy in the finale of this season. Burt Campbell was now a successful sheriff who had political aspirations, and his aspirations were coming at the expense of his family. In fact, he was told if he wanted to be successful, he was going to have to distance himself from all the crazy people he was related to. He was being a hero, and he was sincere about uh, his commitment to law enforcement and wiping out crime in America. His last scene, he's ready to be ambushed by some thugs when he was going to thwart a crime. So the last shot is one person with a knife, one person with a gun, we don't know what happened to Burt. Jessica Tate, she was in Malaguay, ready to be executed by communists, unless her boyfriend, El Puelco, Carlos El Puelco Valdez, who was played by Gregory Sierra, who we lost recently, unless he returns to Malaguay, they were going to shoot her. So the last shot is actually Jessica at the firing squad. It's a very funny scene up until the last second. Freeze frame, you hear uh, the gunfire, you see the name, Susan Harris. We do find out more about what happened to Jessica in an episode of Benson several years later. Benson, by the way, a show that ended with a cliffhanger and never got resolved. Irony? 
or coincidence. What else was going on? Well, you had Danny, who was having a fling with Chester's wife, Mary. Danny having finding out that he is Chester's biological son. He has a fling with Mary. Chester comes, discovers them, and wants to shoot them. He figures he's going to have a duel with Carlos Alpuerco Valdez. There's no way he can win, but he does not want to die alone. So he was going to kill off Danny and Annie. Mary was having a drinking problem. And the last time we saw her, she got in the car and sped off. She could no longer take everything that was happening around her. One of the problems that caused her to drink was that her son, Jody, played by Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, by the way, was playing the very first regular gay character on a television show. The character of Jody fell in love with a woman, and he wasn't sure why that was happening. He went to see a psychiatrist. Through hypnosis, he revisited a past life where he was a 90-year-old Jewish man named Julius Kasendorf, and somehow he couldn't come out of that hypnotic state, and he was permanently Julius. Mary also thought that she mothered an alien baby. It was enough. She started drinking, so we don't know where Mary went. Uh, by the way, speaking of drinking, Bob confessed to being an alcoholic. Bob as in Chuck and Bob. Yes. That was uh, Jay Johnson played Chuck, and his puppet sidekick was Bob, who was a wonderful, wonderful uh, character and had some of the funniest, uh, although highly offensive, lines. Uh, a little trivia about Chuck and Bob. Chuck and Bob were only supposed to be in a handful of episodes in season one. In the original plan for the show, Chuck was the one to have killed Peter Campbell. Unfortunately, or fortunately for Jay Johnson, the audience fell in love with Chuck and Bob, and there was no way that they could eliminate those two from the show from then on. That's when the murderer wound up being Chester Tate. Oh, I think I gave away another spoiler. The show's main sponsor was Vlasic Foods. I think we associated them with Vlasic Pickles. Uh, their big campaign was a stork that sounded like Groucho Marx. Well, that's the best tasting pickle I've ever heard. And they pulled out. And that was it, as far as the show was concerned, because ABC did not want to continue without that sponsor. Now, ABC claimed that it was low ratings. It's not the first time this has happened, but it was really the sponsors pull out. Sponsors were under huge pressure from groups like the Moral Majority. And it's, 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 it's amazing to believe, yeah, that they had such power. They were fighting this show before it ever aired. It took four years for this show to be taken off the air. The sad thing is, and this is according to an interview with Jay Johnson, the last couple of episodes of Soap, they were hour-long episodes leading to the last one. They were led to believe that when the show comes back, not if, when the show comes back, they were going to go to an hour-long format. The cast was ready to renegotiate. The crew was getting prepared for the hour-long format. Things like the wardrobe people needed more wardrobe. So everybody was getting prepared for that. And then abruptly they find out. Uh, when Susan Harris has been asked about what would have happened, 
her response has usually been, I don't know, we got canceled. We only know the fate of Jessica Tate from the episode of Benson. And uh, if you watch that episode, it is rather sweet, and they do play the soap theme a little further on. I'd like to think that if somebody was coming up with a show like Soap Now, because we have so many platforms, not just three networks, but so many platforms, Soap could have had a home, and it could have had a, a nice, healthy, long run and continued uh, like a regular soap opera with incredible longevity. There had been talk about reunion shows and opportunities to just resolve everything, but when you had such a large ensemble cast, it was really, really difficult to try to get everyone together because people moved on to other projects. Robert Guillaume was doing Benson. Uh, Arthur Peterson, who was the major, was going back into the theater. Uh, Robert Mandan was uh, doing... Three's a Crowd with John Ritter, which was a spinoff of Three's Company, and he was doing a lot of theater. Uh, Richard Mulligan later went on to do Empty Nest, which starred Diana Manoff, who played Danny's wife, briefly, Elaine. And uh, Empty Nest was also a, a Susan Harris production. Uh, Jay Johnson also did an episode of uh, Empty Nest, kind of a little nod to soap. Uh, Catherine Hellman, I'm sorry, Catherine Damon, uh, would later do Webster before she sadly passed away. Uh, Catherine Hellman would later do Who, Who's the Boss. So uh, a lot of the performers later went on to do other stuff, and it was just incredibly difficult to get everyone back to do a reunion show or some sort of TV movie where they could resolve everything that had happened. Uh, again, if you haven't seen the show, it is on somewhere at some time. Uh, I've seen it on some of the nostalgia channels every so often. Somebody will do a whole marathon where they are all the episodes. There are multiple platforms. It is still funny. Laugh out loud. Funny. Uh, again, in an interview, interview I heard with Jay Johnson, uh, the show was solid for the first couple of years when Susan Harris wrote it. I mean, Susan Harris wrote the first full two seasons of the show, which is outstanding. Uh, when she left, you had teams of writers that had to come in, and some of the cohesion was no longer there after season two. Uh, shows still funny, still, still funny about these two families. Uh, Robert Guillaume as Benson was uh, one of the breakout characters who got spun off into his own show. Uh, he had his own take on the character of Benson. It's somebody who, uh, you know, African-American butler who really didn't like working for white people, but had to stick it out and said things, you know, under his breath uh, that just showed his displeasure of having to work for the Tates. Uh, but then he discovered that there was this universal appeal with this guy because Benson said things about his employer that lots of people would love to say about their employer. When Benson spun off, it kind of shifted focus a little bit, and it was about Benson uh, seeking out his American dream and progressing as each season went. Things just got a little bit better for the guy. Anyway, I can't say enough nice things about the show. If you haven't seen it, you gotta watch it. If you can binge it, great. It would be one of the best binge-watching shows. Just imagine when we watched the first run, we'd have to wait for the next week and the next week and the next week, and then there might be a little break over the holidays, and 
Worse, there was a long break over the summer to find out what happened next. Uh, a couple of the actors, actually Arthur Peterson and Robert Mandan, also did real soap opera, so they had that pedigree. The talent was incredible that they could play the comedic and the ever-necessary dramatic moments that would fall. Uh, really, really good. And we're going to pause right here, but we'll have more TV history right after this message. Let's pause right here, but we're going to have more TV history right after this message. This is a good place to pause, but we'll be back with more TV history right after this message. This is a great spot to pause, but we got more TV history right after this message. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anyway, hopefully I gave you a lot of information, thoughts, and, uh, you know, respect to the show. Soap. Confused? Well, I'm sorry if you are, but go watch the show. Listen to a TV Confidential. Read my blog. I've been Tony Figueroa. Stay tuned. <laughs>